0: what it is coming from brooklyn bringing that truth never gonna lie never gonna lose always on top keeping it steady he'll make you tap out and you won't be ready he got the suplex breaking your back now everyone in the world gonna listen to taz
1: the big seven zero zero welcome to episode 700 of the taz show i am taz thank you For downloading or subscribing to my content For all these years All these episodes Or maybe you're brand new So thanks If you're not subscribing Then you are a schmuck Because this is the best deal in the game Freebie Jones Never charge you a dime I'm still here kicking ass 700 episodes Going strong Thank you everybody And this is a big deal And I'm going to say thank you a lot In this episode, no guest No fanfare No special Bullshit, nothing Taz show 700, right at you The guest basically is You guys, I'll be the ultimate Babyface here, this will be a Special Taz Hall edition Where uh, we pose the question On my Instagram, which is Taz talk, T-A-Z-T-L-T Damn it Take two, Brian, edit that Here we go, three, two, one Which is on my Instagram, Taz Talk. T-A-Z-T-A-L-K Good chance There'll be no edit uh, And we put the question out there Hey, you want to do a little Taz Hall Gimmick 700, here we go Or as I call it, 7-hondo and hey, throw in some questions about old episodes of the Taz show or cast members, you know, I mean producers and stuff or maybe guests in the past So besides your wrestling questions, maybe a big brother question I don't think we have a lot of big brother questions as the show is almost wrapping up It's coming down, the big Big brother it is, coming down to um, the nitty gritty as they say I think there's about seven contestants or six left I'm still locked in, so I'm still locked in But uh, anyway Back to the uh, 700 episode and, and all that stuff before I get into the actual Taz hall, I want to say thank you sincerely. The last episode, I got into a lot of thank yous for people that helped make it possible a lot of different producers and stuff like that, and I told a lot of stories about executives and all this and, and that's all true, so I'm not going to bore you again with that stuff, but you know, I felt like and, and I teased this kind of last episode at 699 um, I feel like doing a Taz hall. Um, is perfect for 700 because the listening audit audience, no matter if it was, I was live, no matter if it was just a podcast, you guys that pull in my content, especially the real loyal people, um, that have been that stayed with my content. I love you. And I appreciate that. And I tell you that a lot. And it's cause it's the truth. You know what I mean? It's very, very important. Um because without you you know it's not Happening you know what I mean so it's super super Important so uh, And I don't know five years six I don't know how years six five, five years I don't know whatever it is I, I just know it's a lot of episodes And it's a lot of content and I'm I'm still rocking and rolling and I'm gonna Keep on going so hopefully I Can get to a thousand and I think I can And I think I will um Now I, That's why like For a, a Taz Hall it's perfect To have interaction with you guys Even though it's not live phone lines It's not uh, Let me answer your email questions It's not no bullshit email No no it's engagement on Instagram Uh, I'm a social media maven Kinda not really I'm not even fucking verified on there yet I'm a fucking maven I'm not not even a big shot on Instagram I'm nobody Uh, I don't know I'm not a big shot there Big shot on Twitter But i'm kind of a punk on instagram and a lot of you people have been asking you people you've been asking I see it. I see the tagging of the instagram. I see it. You're saying hey, will you fucking verify this guy already? Will you verify him? I mean already and they're not listening You have to keep telling them I don't know. No, I don't know why but they just it it just takes time for them to verify people and you know if you're verified on any level of social media, that means you're you're a god. And I wanna be an Instagram god. Listen, truth be told, if I never get verified on there, I won't give a shit. But I do think it's kinda cool that my audience goes the bat for me. I respect that. And if I get verified, I will then thank you for that. But for now, thank you, and thanks for everybody who submitted. We have tons of Taz Hall people or questions, comments, statements, grievances, whatever We can't get to them all unfortunately The research team, the content pulling team uh, Have been working all day on this Led by Brian, crying Brian You guys remember Brian, he's the main producer of the Tas Show he made it through the rain, as the expression goes He's the only producer who made it through the rain Through all the great producers of the Taz show of the past In no particular order, from Dennis Jones, the, uh, the lumberjack From from the captain, from, uh, uh, from, from Seth, who was here from day one All these great producers We had Big Robbie, Viking Jones All of these guys, all legends I made them legends It's because of me. I'm a star maker. I kid. But Brian, crying Brian. Hockey lover himself. Ranger Jones. Slapstick City. Slapstick Brian. That's a new gimmick for him. He made it through the rain. He still is producing the Taz show. From afar. Meaning that you guys don't see him much. He just... Gets upset when I mention his name because he's very shy. I digress. So uh, we're gonna do a Taz Hall, and like I said, this is a this is a big episode. I'm very proud of this. I am proud of this. Um, and you know, uh, before we jump into the Taz Hall, I never I never was, as you guys know, and I, I pride myself on the fact that this show has never been guest driven. There are a plethora of wrestling podcasts out there, and the bulk of them are guest driven. My show, I've always prided it on being topic driven, um, and or you know, giving reactions and breakdowns, and and uh, you know, I've done those for years, and I'll continue to do them here and there. Um, but as I told you a while back, I really enjoy the Taz Hall. If we ever get live phone lines back, maybe live video—you never know, shit can happen—or live Taz show again, like it used to be. That can happen. You never know. It could happen where it's on every day. You never know. (sighs) Until that happens. If that happens, Taz Hall will continue because Taz Hall, it's not about me. It's about you. I love you. You know that. I'm about the audience. Babyface Jones, that's me. Three, two, three, two, one. Here we go.
0: Individuals, it is I, Bowami, and welcome to the Taz Hall, let your voices be heard.
1: Ah, yes, a little Taz Hall Open. Still not used to the new Open, but it's fancy. It's Fancy Dan, it works. Bawami, that's Pete the Body's really good friend, did a great job, got rid of that bum Pete Gas. he used to be in there, jobbed him out. Thanks for coming, Pete. See you down the road. Wise guy. He's always called Taz and the Moose, that guy. He's in our fantasy football pool, Pete Gage. Remember him? Ministry Posse Jones. You remember him? Nah, Pete's a good guy. Fucking around. Does get on my nerves. But anyway. All right, so here we go. What do we got here? Well, we're going to start it off with uh, MCC underscore Arturo Diaz. I know Cigar Jones. This guy's my friend. Do you Ever, I'm sorry. Did you ever envision the success you have had with the podcast? Both, um, both of us have been around since day one. Uh, really appreciate appreciate how far you've come. She's cut me down. Ah, she's counting me down. I remember that gimmick. She's counting me down. She's count- Whoa, watch that, Boami. Get off the fucking show. You had one shot. You did your open, Boami. Back off. Nice try. Don't never do that again. See, Boami sneaky.
0: Individual
1: Buami, stop it. Okay. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's you. Anyway, uh, Arturo Diaz. Basically, um, yeah. Did I have envisioned that the, po- the success of having the podcast? Well, frankly, yes. I envisioned that it was going to be successful because I'm positive. I try to stay positive when I jump into a new venture, and that's what that's what it was when it started as the Human Podcast Machine. Um. And the line, by the way, is she's counting me down Not she's cutting me down, but who's counting Okay, that that's a, that's a that was when Roman Reigns was getting in, interviewed uh, At CBS Sports Radio By Tiki and Tierney, who are now my co-workers Who do the afternoon drive show As I do morning drive with Mark Belousis And uh, Roman Reigns Was a guest on Tiki and Tierney And then they asked about me And you could tell he was He had the WWPR person there Like kind of giving him the Iggy Like, uh, you gotta wrap it up and he couldn't really mention me because, you know, I guess that month they hated me. One month they hate me. One month they kind of like me. There's never a month where they love me, you know, except for that one day they loved me when they had me come in and do the SmackDown. I'm not, it was at SmackDown 900 and I did the ECW Roundtable Jones. That day they loved me. After that, no, nah, not much love. Been a little bit of a like, and the rest is ignore you, you're a douche, ass. Okay. So that's why it was she's counting me down But anyway, Arturo Diaz, here's the thing I didn't envision success for it I didn't envision uh, It uh, going to 700 podcasts. podcast Now, truth be told When it became live daily content Live video and live audio to Tashio Every day, when it was that Running strong for a couple of years We were cooking on all cylinders, everything was going phenomenal Except I couldn't hold down a producer, but that's because I'm a little bit of a pain in the ass. But um, anyway, um, I didn't expect that to end, but it had to because I had an opportunity to do terrestrial radio and cover sports uh, you know, on CBS Sports Radio, which I currently still do, as I just mentioned and plugged. So that's why I I, yeah, I, I obviously was not able to do both shows, especially in both day parts, and to do a full time radio show is a lot of work. I mean, as far as sports, because you have to cover and watch a lot of sports and read about a lot of sports, and so to do two daily shows, uh, covering one covering wrestling and then a separate one covering uh, full sports on big big levels would be like just too much. I do have a life outside of this have a family, so I was trying to keep that Rolling too. Thanks for the question Arturo, I appreciate it We have here an Thomas Charles Gentry Should there be judges scoring wrestling? Picking a winner in the event Of a draw Lynn versus Van Dam from Living Dangerously 99 comes to mind. Congratulations on 700. Hashtag RTG That's running the game. Hashtag 700. Okay. Hashtag Jones, Taz Jones Hashtag Verify Taz And he tagged Instagram Thomas Charles Gentry See that guy is a smart cookie right there See he tagged the Instagram Uh, Judges no No there should not be judges scoring wrestling This is not ice skating This is not to judge Did someone do a triple toe loop Or a fucking double jump Hinder that's not a real one The first one was this is not You know this is not gymnastics no knock on these Great sports that I'm mentioning this is Different this is sports entertainment it's an It's a wrestling contest It's also a show Uh, I get your point Um, I don't think judges would work I don't, I don't think it would work Um I understand what you're saying about Jared Lynn and Van Dam and stuff in that match. The, the the matches those two guys had were just epic. If you've never seen them, just find them. I'm sure you can get them on the network or whatever, but uh, great stuff. Uh, Thomas Charles Gentry, appreciate the question, my friend, and all the support. Speaking of support, oh, look at this guy. Speakerphone underscore Jones. Happy 700. You mentioned in previous uh, previous episodes being in talks with a talent outside of WWE about bearing the FTW torch Also, all these trips to Los Angeles Any updates you can share Hashtag RTG Hashtag The task Show Hashtag We Over uh, No, I can't share uh, I was taking trips to LA Okay, that's true um, Soon I'll be able to share something Mm, Right now I can't get into details on it But thank you for asking And as far as a talent Bearing the FTW torch There's actually not one but two That that I feel can And that too I can't update you So I can't update you on anything right now Speakerphone Jones But soon I will So, But I appreciate you asking Okay team K-Low K Okay Hey Taz, congrats on 700 episodes Do you ever see Territorial wrestling coming back Like NWA days With AW working with Companies like AAA And OBE, by the way My name is K Loki Hashtag RTG forever Hashtag Hall of Fame 2020 Don't ever correct me again, thank you Uh, No I got it, Uh, that's cool man Uh, Territory days Uh, Territory feel like NWA days I don't, listen, that'd be awesome I wish that would happen I think that would be really hard Because of TV contracts and more importantly All the streaming content that you can get Wrestling online on YouTube And all these smaller wrestling promotions Which I think is great that they all have Streaming content online Um So I, I There's plenty of room on the internet For everybody, obviously You know, all these different wrestling companies, I get that I don't ever see it being like territories back in the day where a talent, see, the key thing with the talent was, I'm sorry, with territories was. Now, I broke into business like at the super tail end of the territory days, so I never really had a full taste as an in-ring competitor with it. I had a little bit of a taste, but very little because it was kind of ending then. Okay, so the gimmick with the territory days was, It so let's say um, – I don't know off the top of my head. Let's say Bray Wyatt. I'd say I was a promoter and I and I ran the territory of Up here in the Northeast and I ran New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So I ran which we would call New York That's what Vince McMahon's father Vince Sr He had the New York territory, which was most of New England and obviously New York and I think New Jersey, too So and they called it it was you know, it was WWF, but it was to wrestlers. It was called New York that territory was called New York so so let's say Bray Wyatt Let's say was, let's say I was Vince Senior back then And it was today's day and age And I had these, whatever, these areas It'd be tough, first of all, to commandeer those areas Because it's different than it was years ago But let's say that was the case So I would have a Bray Wyatt wrestle for me In my territory for a couple of months Or three, four months He'd get hot, we'd turn him heel And turn him fit, whatever, you know And then once I felt like he started to die down Where he wasn't really getting a reaction right Or drawing like he was Or what have you then I would talk to, um, you know, whatever, Joe Blow, who had the Texas Territory, you know, whatever, back then, whatever, Von Erics I'd contact the Von Erics hey, listen, you got this talent there, Mr. Z, and I'd like to have him up here. You know, he's kind of wear- winding down for you guys. Can we trade? And I send you Bray Wyatt. Yeah, you know what? It's not a bad idea. We'd love to have Bray Wyatt. And yeah, you're right. Mr. Z is Dr. Z, whatever, you are know, making up a name. He He's kind of wearing, wearing out. I Meaning he's, he's, he's running out of uh, We're running out of things to do with him creatively And he's just not connected to the audience Like he was for the first few months, let's swap it up And that's what happened So it worked out for the promoters And it worked out for the wrestlers Because guys were getting swapped around all the time And that's how it was I think it'd be a little hard to do that today You do see a little bit of it today And it's confusing for some people Where um, You know, let's take a A, a Let's take, like, uh, like MJF, you know, like, so this this is a, a super talented young man And who does a great heel character, great heel gimmick, as you guys know But the thing is, like, you know, so he, he got a lot of his popularity In the United States working for MLW But then, you know, as, as we know, he ends up, you know, he ends up with, uh, you know, with AEW But yet you still see him on MLW TV, you know, so it's like Okay, well, same thing with like Jimmy Havoc. You know, you see him on you see him on MLW TV, but he's doing business, I believe, with AEW. So, you know what I mean? It's like I'm just just grabbing two guys. There's there's a ton of talent like that that's moving around, but they're not they're not staying loyal. And I'm not knocking the talent, just hear me out. They're not staying loyal, and again, not in a negative way. Um they're they're moving around a lot. Where in the territory days they they were moving around a little bit, but not a lot. And if they were moving around, no one knew it unless you lived in that territory, because how would you know it? There was no internet. There was no nothing to read. There was no dirt sheets. There was no social media. There was none of this. So I could have Bray Wyatt with me up in New York in my territory like I did my imaginary territory and then set him down to Texas, and nobody in Texas is going to know that it was up in New York. They're going to think, wow, oh, who's this new guy? because how would they know unless someone they knew lived up there or whatever but the masses didn't know so you could see that's part, part of the problem with having our true territories today now having talent work for multiple you know different territories today or companies today yeah that 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 i i i think's happening already it's been happening in the uk here everything you know japan everything uh you're not going to see that with wwe talent that's that's they're, they're exclusive um and I'm assuming eventually AEW would be exclusive. Uh, I would assume. I mean, I just congratulated the other day, uh, the other podcast here about Tony Schiavone. Uh, again, mentioned MLW. He does he does a lot of commentary work for MLW. We've, but yet he's he's work for AEW. Now, you know, it's like you know you see guys work for Impact Wrestling that are working for you know for uh, for for behind the scenes for AEW. I'm just so it's it's, it's that part guys are bouncing around, but. We on the outside. If we're on the outside, we know about it. Back in the day of territories, days it was different, and 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 so I kind of laid it out you. But good question, uh, for sure. But I don't know if it could happen the way it used to happen back then because of the internet and TV deals and and the awareness and the the education and the sophistication of the wrestling fan today. That's the difficulty with it. The sophistication, the 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 true um. Uh, How stuff spreads Word spreads And the information spreads so rapidly Like wildfire due to the internet You know, and the reach is so much deeper You know, because of the internet And because of TV days Unlike the territory days When there was no such thing You know what I mean? So it was easy to keep Guy or a girl under wraps in one territory, working for a few, for a few months until they kind of got stale or worn down, and then you move them to a different territory and swap with a different promoter from a different part of the United States or what have you. But very good question. Um, all right, Andy the Rock seven 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 Taz, will you be at the SmackDown anniversary? Truth be told, at the very moment I have not been invited, so as of now I will not be there. So. That's just you know uh, As I record this I mean I think the things happen In about a month so I don't know Maybe they'll contact me maybe, maybe they won't uh, Maybe because I said this right now they won't Maybe they weren't good anyway I don't know I can't Gear my content and my podcast To what some prom- Wrestling promotion is going to do or not do If they're thinking of me for something if I'm available To do it uh, but the Smackdown Anniversary thing um, you know uh, No I have not uh, been, been Invited but you know I'm you know, if they invite me, maybe it's going to be late. I don't know. Um, maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Some people think I'm invited already, and I'm kayfabe, and I'm not telling nobody and all that stuff. That's not true. I have not been invited. Um, so maybe they will. I don't know. Um, and and you know, it. Look, I'm proud that I've had the opportunity to call so many of those SmackDown shows for so many years. Um, for so much, so many great wrestlers. You know, talent. It, it was a blast. It was a total blast. I mean, I'm I'm very proud. To have Smackdown color commentator For so many years uh, On my resume On on part of my legacy I'm very proud of that Uh, I really am I really um, Really learned how to sink my teeth Into the microphone uh, as As a broadcaster On that show and and working with the people i worked with uh the people in the truck from the people you know in the grill position uh and to michael cole uh as the play-by-play man so um had a blast you know on all that stuff so no matter if i'm at the smackdown anniversary or not it's going to be a great anniversary and it's it's there'll be the fox deal and all that stuff and that's awesome but um but uh, so we'll see what happens <laughs> I, I really don't know So uh, I'm out here, you know what I'm saying So those that know what I mean when I say that They know what I mean when I say that And it's not what you think when I say I'm out here uh, For those that are real Taz Show fans Remember that episode, you know what I'm talking about um, Think closely Daniel underscore Zamorano Out of all the producers Who did who did you like to work with On the air the most Happy 700. Um, please bring back Fantasy Draft Edition. Yeah, the fantasy Fantasy Draft Edition will come back. That that's and I agree with you on that, Dan. That will come back. I've thought about that a lot. Talked to my other producers about that. But as far as producers that I've worked with, that I love to work with, it's tough to pick one. I hate to sound like that, but it is. I felt like I had on air chemistry with all of them. Um, I kind of like. Yeah. <sighs> just to speak on that for a second like i um i do that now on the daily radio show i co-host with mark Melusis. i no matter which update guy comes in we have you know it's andrew bogus usually but sometimes we have different guys come in and I, and i always try to work off of them and have fun and build chemistry around them and whoever's guest produced not guest, who was philip producing for mikey b or filling in on the board for pete the body i always try and I, and i learned that in wrestling, as a color commentator uh, Working with different guys You know, while I was in WWE And calling, not just SmackDown but When I was calling other shows like Jacked or Metal or Heat And at different times you work with other people You had to do that And then when I went to TNA, all of the years And working with Mike Tenet was awesome And I love Mike And but sometimes I'd have to work with other people in you know uh, Like jb and others that I never worked with and I was able to adapt I feel like you know, you need to be able to work with anyone on mic or camera That's part of being an entertainer. That's a big thing to me. Just like a wrestler I should be able to wrestle anyone for the most part anybody, you know Um, except in agenda stuff that i'm not a big fan of but um So I mean for me anyway, I'm no knocking any people that wrestle intergender masters. I'm just saying I never did it That wasn't my thing. But so if I had to pick a producer, you know I tried to morph and gel with all of them and I humbly say I think I did do that I'd probably say the best chemistry on air was probably Dennis Jones and I uh, The lumberjack because Dennis played off me really well like he knew how to play off me and I knew how to play off him Even though he was a producer, he had you know like a lot of producers they had a live mic, but it worked. Just the 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 chemistry was definitely there, and he was really a lot of fun to work with on air. Uh, Funny guy, different sense of humor than me, but our sense of humor didn't collide. They clicked. They clicked well, and it worked. So I had a lot of fun working with all of the guys I worked with. Seriously, all the producers. But I'd say Dennis if I had to pick one, you know, with big boys, yeah, I'd, I'd have to pick Dennis. Boring Dad, Derek. Uh, Do you think the officiating needs to be tightened up in A.W.? I think if you're going to project something as a sport where wins and losses matter, rules need to matter as well. Hashtag RTG. Derek, you're right. Uh, you're not almost right, you're not half right You are 1000% correct Because if that's what you're going to sell That you're you're trying to be as close to straight Real sport as possible Then <clears throat> you need to empower The referees immensely And you need to Work through those imaginary rules a little bit better And and respect them I also think everything across the board Needs to matter more If wins and losses are truly going to matter Which you know you have to be able to have your announced teams tell those stories from a sport perspective i don't know if they're getting that done right now to be frank um i think they're tr- still trying to figure out that announcing thing and once they're on tv every week as far as Telling stories the right way and getting things over as a sport I don't feel that when I hear them I feel like it's just typical professional wrestling commentary Which is nothing wrong with it But it doesn't feel like true sport I know like my style, like I've talked about a lot When I was commentating, I know I handled things A lot of times, not always A lot of times I had things I had to do as my job And I couldn't cover it as real sport But you need to have people that can break shit down In my opinion, you know, you really got to know how to do it And know how to do it succinctly and professionally I'm not going to get into this again because I'll go off on a tirade Like I did last time, I don't want to do that What I want to do right now, thank you for the question What I want to do right now Is on this episode 700 Is take a little water break Because it's time It's time So this is, these are the things that happen You know that Sometimes you have to Stop and smell the roses, and stop and drink some water. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Okay. Hang on. on. Ah, Water break is, uh, like I talked, it's a new creative concept that's been going on for months here. Not all 700 episodes. This is a newer thing, but it works. I know when something's getting over, and I'll tell you this fucking thing has gotten over. T-shirts got to come out. I know you people want it, and I'll get it out to you. All right, more Taz Hall on the Sunday break. Sit tight. It's September, and you know what that means. The NFL on CBS is back. Stream your local game live every Sunday with CBS All Access, available across all your favorite devices. Go to cbs.com tazshow to get a free one-week trial of CBS All Access. That's cbs.com t-a-z-s-h-o-w to get a free one-week trial of CBS All Access. All right, here we go. All right, we're back here on the Taz Show doing a very special Taz Hall episode 700. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making this son of a bitch happen 700 times. That's a lot of content. It's a lot of podcast jobbers. Anyway, let's continue with the Taz Hall right here as we rock and roll. So we got, um, what do we got here? We got Mr. underscore GQ underscore on. Congratulations on number 700 bro listening to your podcast has put has put me in a much more positive environment than I've than I've ever been than I've been I should say pardon my reading problem uh, hashtag uh, since day one Hashtag the Taz show Hashtag RTG. Hey dude you know what That's very nice of you to say And I'm happy to hear that you're in a positive uh, What I call PMA Positive mental attitude Positive environment You know that's one thing I gotta tell you I didn't think would happen with this show I've had a lot of people over the years And over this, these shows No matter if it's on social media Or maybe people when I had live phone lines Call in or even on Taz the Moose They call in Or just here on Taz halls Where they say kind of what you just said right there there, Mr. GQ where it's a deal where they feel like what I'm saying or my whatever what my shows my podcast my entertainment value my attitude what have you uh, puts people in a better positive mental state and stuff like that that I never expected over the years and I've had it happen so many times and I'm, I'm flattered like you have no idea. Dude, I'm just an old beat up wrestler that, that that you know was a commentator, you know, and that got into the radio business. That's how I look at myself. Like I'm I'm a regular guy, blue collar Jones. You know, I'm I'm a regular guy, just like the next guy. You know, I mean, before I got into the wrestling business, I was digging holes, literally, working for a railroad, laying railroad tracks, laying railroad ties. You know, taking a spiking mall and, and hammering down spikes on a railroad track. You know, um. That's what I was doing, in the elements, in, in the fucking burning heat And the freezing cold, you know, right in New York um, And that's what I was doing for for quite some time And and before that, just trying to make money, you know Bouncing and working construction and um, working security, like, overnights and I told that story a long time ago, like, I was at a BMW dealership I was working the overnight security while I was training to be a wrestler And I was, you know, it was so cold out, they'd give us the keys to, like, one of the cars. So if I was the only security guard, different guard each time, and I worked the weekend shift, which sucked. It sucked, but I needed money. And this, while I was getting trained, and like I, you know, I um, I would stay in the car to stay warm, you know. And and if anybody was around, you know, if someone trying to look at their cars, you know, they'd see a security guy. And most of us are pretty bigger guys. We were young guys. They they didn't want to fuck around. So. But I say to myself, all by myself, all these hours, these cold nights <laughs> and hot nights at that dealership, you know, and we weren't allowed inside. The dealership was locked. We were outside. Um, I would say to myself, one day I am going to buy one of these BMWs. I'm going to make enough money as a wrestler and, and come to this particular dealership on Long Island, and I'm going to buy one of these cars. I'm, I hope to make enough money, and I think I will. And I don't know how many over the years I bought from them, and this is not Bragging, I'm just being honest, maybe Seven to eight BMWs over the Years, so, and built a friendship With the dealership, all the cars I've gotten for my wife and I, and you know So, I'm saying that because Like, I, you know, I'm a regular guy I came up as a regular guy So, to hear somebody tell me I'm not putting myself Over, I'm letting you know I, uh you're saying hashtag since day one That means you've been listening to my content Which I appreciate you and I love you for that bro But I'm telling you since day one I've been a real motherfucker you know what I mean Like I'm not I'm just as real as This is me you know what I mean And I and I I think that's why a lot of you guys Connect with me you know because a lot of you guys and girls Get that you understand that you know real And that's it man you know So I'm uh, you know Yeah uh, I appreciate that Man that you're in a uh Positive uh, positive mental environment And stuff like that and like I said I didn't Expect that that I didn't expect from people Over the times of doing all these shows that Some people would say that to me that's very Flattering this You know um, I don't know I think I explained it So I don't want to get all sappy So anyway thank you for that 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 uh that question Statement comment whatever the fuck it was you Sent me all right no I'm kidding Uh, thanks A lot man appreciate that Mister Two Hundred One when wrestlers change gear for example regular short trunks to longer uh longer trunks like what cesaro wears now or long legged trunks are they uh, are they for comfortability or style okay first off i appreciate this is a good question i don't think i've ever been asked this and i will be the correct person to answer this for you here's it let me Correct you or teach you and all you people smarten you up to the vernacular pull back The curtain a little bit for you okay You said regular short trunks okay so You kind of nailed that okay trunks The trunks are no legs Trunks are you know uh, Triple H triple H Always wore just trunks Well maybe he should maybe he wore longer Tights or something I'm just thinking of someone top. There's a billion guys who just Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan just wore trunks okay Ultimate warrior trunks Randy Savage Trunks those are trunks no legs Longer trunks, they're not called Longer trunks, they're called tights Okay, those are called tights And most guys Back in the day would wear tights And then they'd wear trunks over the tights And if you look closer You could see like a line by like Where their hip is or their butt is Like especially the old school guys Like from my generation, maybe the generation after Then as years went on, you know Like Rick Rude was, I don't want to say he was the first But the late great Rick Rude He wore tights but they, he didn't have trunks over him. He had the airbrush gimmick All the cool different airbrush stuff When he did that in WWF And those were just tights Without trunks over them So that's where it gets confusing for fans um, Okay, so to answer your question As far as, you know Is it, uh, is it for comfortability or style? It's both um, The first thing is You, as a, a man or a woman That's a wrestler You have to be comfortable and what you work in because you're working and you're in a physical business and you own a business and that business is your body Okay, so now The thing is this You also got to look good Got to make sure you look good because you're in you know showbiz you're in the cosmetic business of you got to look good uh, you, you know, so you want to wear what's the most flattering for you, but yet you're most comfortable in so it's both So I put that in a style category so you know, um you know, it's it's crazy if you think about it. Like you know, guys and girls, they're out there wrestling, and they're wrestling in front of whatever 20,000 people. If you're in the big time, or you're on TV, and maybe a couple million people are watching you. You know, you're in the ring, you're half naked. I mean, think about it. So you got your body's got to be in great shape, and the biggest part of getting your body in best shape is nutrition. Actually, more than training. It's nutrition, it's eating properly And you know, that, that's what so many Men and women do And it's—and you've heard me talk about it over the years You've heard a lot of people talk about it, not just me It's tough when you're on the road It's real tough to eat clean But you know, the ones that have the physiques And the girls that have the great bodies They're able to do it, they're pulling it off They're dedicated to discipline, it's a tough thing You know, I've had my ups and downs with it over the years But I used to wrestle on a singlet Because I couldn't get abs So I, I wore a singlet and it fit my gimmick, the singlet um, Now I wore a singlet That was like trunks with straps Now some singlets would have Half shorts like legs So, which is more of like A a, a collegiate style or high school Style singlet Where a pro wrestling singlet like I had, had It was like trunks with just straps Now I did that because I didn't have abs You know, I, I was, you know 5'9", um and I was carrying at times between 240 pounds and 250 pounds, sometimes 235. Good luck getting abs at that weight and 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 trying to be natural and not be on a bunch of growth hormone and, and different PEDs. So I, I couldn't really get abs. So I, I said, all right, well, single fits the gimmick and, you know, highs the lack of abs and it works. So that's, <laughs> that's why I did that. I know a lot of guys over the years that wore long tights because they had no calves. I know guys without naming names that would put fucking knee pads on their calves with tights over them to look like they had calves under their boots to hide that they had no calves. One guy was a big star. <laughs> so I'm not, I won't name his name. but I'm just saying. So people, there's all different little tricks because you're in the cosmetic business. You got to look as good as possible. Some people don't have genetics to have whatever calves or some people, you know, like I, my case was I was trying to keep... Th- Body weight on me and at my height It was tough to do that to get abs you know So uh, anyway but good question Uh, So I hope that handles that for you The Chan Man he comes in with a question Hey Taz Dennis Jones really wanted To contribute uh, a video For the 700th That's the great video that Chan Man and Speaker Von Jones put together You guys should go watch on YouTube It's pinned to the top of my Twitter Account at official Taz Watch the god dang thing. It's great. Okay. There are so many people, fans of the show, and surprises in there. I can't thank everyone enough, seriously. And thanks, Speakerphone and and Chairman, for putting together. All right. So Dennis Jones really wanted to contribute a video to the 700, but says you are mad at him and would. Would not have been cool with it I said this isn't the case Can you clear the air Hashtag nice guy Jones Hashtag congrats on the 700 Hashtag you even thanked him On episode 699 Well said chairman Which is why I replied to you This is a rare It's the first time ever That I'm reading uh, from the gimmick Where I'm reading a Taz Talk gimmick here From a support of the show And I'm reading my comment Which I posted on IG At Man. Okay and it says Would have been fine with it I'm not an asshole And I do forgive many times Even if someone does me wrong He just might not Wanted to do it And put the heat on me that's what happened, I think. So um, I appreciate you reaching out to him, to Dennis Jones, and that's fine. And I did, I said, did say thanks to him in six nine nine, and I appreciate Shaman that you told him that's not the case. Look, dude. So many guys, you know, it's like wrestlers. It's like guys I knew the wrestling. It's fine. People, some people just either hold a grudge. I never did nothing to this guy. So I only did, I only did help him. I only put him over. I only, I tried to help him all the way to day, to the end of the day. <laughs> so I don't know what he could say I did wrong to him because I don't know what it is. So, and I'm not going down that road again. It's fine. I got no problem with the fucking guy. It's all good, you know, so, but whatever. I, I, I'm not buying that though. And, and it seems like you didn't buy it either. So he just didn't want to do it. You know, so many guys um, that you know—they—they they move on. They don't want to. They were part of the show, and—and and that's it. They don't—they don't, they don't want to. But I, I don't care. It's like guys I knew from the wrestler, wrestlers in the past. Like I i am not like that. I'm as, like I said, I'm real. I don't fuck around. I, I, if I'm gonna hold a grudge against you, I got to be super mad at you. But you're gonna know I'm mad. I'm gonna let you know. You know, I don't like the fucking mystery game of where a motherfucker ghosts you on a text or you don't whoever i'm not saying dennis did that whoever well actually back then he ghosted me a whole shitload me seth everybody but he just disappeared but that's a whole nother story but anyway i look enough I, i appreciate it chan it's all good bro uh la 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 just a struggling artist he says Congrats on the 700 What is your thoughts on Blading in the current day of Wrestling WWE no longer does it But it seems AEW Has no problem with it What are your thoughts does it belong in today's Wrestling hashtag 700 hashtag What a Frank Jones, hashtag Tazmark. Okay, just a struggling artist If you are truly a TazMock You know, using a deep No pun intended, deep inside word Like blading Is very Insulting to an old school grappler Like me unless you have Laced up some boots uh, you know I don't think you should be using that word with me But I will humor you because I appreciate You and your kindness in this Instagram thing but I also Had to give you a little lecture that's the dad in me Now I digress here's the thing As far as blading um, I'm Maybe I'm old school I don't have A big problem with it as long As it's not overdone And you were saying WWE no longer does it Yeah, that's true uh, For the most part I mean, if they do do it It's extremely, extremely With a capital E and underlined And bold and italic Extremely rare You know, when done right You don't know if someone bladed You don't know Okay, uh, when done the right way When it's not done too much um, So you don't know Some things could look like what we call a hard way Some things don't have to I'm not accusing anyone of anything, I'm just saying So I don't know I don't I don't think I should say Blading will ever be gone from, from the business ever Okay, I don't I do think that Less is more Even when it comes to whatever AEW does for their near future I do think less is more um, I got a feeling they're not going to do that Meaning less is more, I think they're going to do more is more Which I don't think is a good idea But I do think, and I hope I'm wrong on that I really, I'm i just, just my gut But I do think that um, um, I think it's, you got to be careful With it, and and I think WWE, I know, when I was there They were getting to the point of being super Careful if that happened And and if anyone was bleeding via way, which it happens All the time, these refs all have Rub, rubber gloves at them; they're well protected. The mat there's a solvent that goes on the mat to protect everyone. You know, it's a serious thing. It's someone's bodily fluids, uh, you know, right out in the open, and it's just it's it's just very dangerous. I know that. I, I honest truth be told, when I was in my prime, and it's gonna sound crazy as an original ECW guy that I'm proud of being alumni, uh, you know, back in the day over there, there was a lot of bleeding going on, a lot, and I wasn't a fan. I thought it was too much. Um, but I, I wasn't going to say shit because, you know, I, I was getting over what my style Those guys were getting over their style And, you know, it was none of my business I, At times I bladed there, just not a lot I, I didn't do it a lot, but when I did it, it was like, holy shit, Taz is bleeding Because it meant something, because I didn't <laughs> I didn't abuse it um, And it was done right, you know, it was done the right way And uh, I don't believe in, I, I believe in too much can ruin it It can ruin the mystique of it um, it's dangerous, and 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 uh, it is dangerous. So it's got to be done right in the right environment, the right way. I would assume, and this is this is probably wrong to say, but I'm going to say it. I would, because I hate stereotyping, but I, so just bear with me on a stereotype, because I don't mean to stereotype the current wrestlers today. I would think a lot of them don't know how to blade. Because there's no need they, they just don't I would think most of the people that come in through the NXT system And that if they weren't working somewhere else a long time or whatever they probably have no idea what it is I would think and that's good. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing I believe in what they do with the PC and how they do their stuff with WWE and their training and stuff I do So I'm not knocking it. Uh, I'm old school and I think there'll always be blood in the business But I think that bleeding, I don't want to, I kind of feel like I'm talking at both sides of my mouth, but because I, I, I think you got to be careful with it. I think abusing it's bad. WWE is not going to abuse it you're not going to see it a lot to the point that you're thinking they're done with it Which they might say they're done with it and they probably feel like they're done with it because they're a publicly traded company And they're they are just they they are a true entity then they don't they're not a wrestling company to themselves They're they're a major sports entertainment brand which they are so something so old-school wrestling uh, Dirty ECW arena take a razor blade put it on your wrist take it out and fucking gig your head Yeah gig it you know I mean like that that, you know Gaff yourself like that those days are gone in WWE that mindset's gone But I do think once in a very 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 bright bright blue moon You'll see some Blood here and there and you won't know If it was hard or or bladed In WWE I just think that Some might do that at very Very rare rare times I do think you got to be careful and as a whole I have no problem with blood in the business I think too much blood is horrible in the business that That's, I guess, the short of what I'm saying The long and short of what I'm saying Freddie P, 1976 Hey Taz What were your thoughts on episode one? Uh, la, 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 la. That is, did you ever envision that you'd make it this far? And uh, what are your thoughts on the sudden boom of wrestling podcasts? There's too many to listen to But of course, I always listen to yours No BS Uh, I remember watching you in Philly since I'm a South Philly native. Hashtag Waterbreak Jones, hashtag human suplex machine. Well, Freddie, I do think the wrestling podcast uh, space is extremely oversaturated. I completely agree with you. It's got to a point that I know guys that won't do a podcast because that reason. It's too too much. If I hadn't had all the success I've had and all these podcasts I've done – if I, someone today, hey, dude, you know, maybe you should do a wrestling podcast right now. I probably wouldn't do it unless someone's going to pay me a guarantee of a lot of money. Um, I wouldn't do it. And um, that, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, I do think that, it, it, well, I know. I don't think. I know that I'm going to be, this is something I, I might have mentioned a long time ago, but most don't talk about. It, and I'm not going to share people's business, but I'm going to just let you know, like, it's, The whole podcast thing, look, anybody can Fucking record a podcast, anybody can You know, go and and get a program And get a mic and record something On anything, yeah, no doubt about it Yeah, sure, (laughs) anybody can do that Um, but Can you make money with it? You know, do you have Credibility behind it? I know People with credibility behind themselves And and legacies that Are, have been in the podcast Space and not really made a lot of money And made very minimal monies Um Podcasting especially in the wrestling space is very hard to make money. Like it's hard. I've been blessed. I know when I started doing it it was the timing was good. Uh, I was with a company that believed in me and it was perfect. You know what I mean? Like, so that all worked out great for me. And then, then the audience was built. The timing worked great. You know, I've talked about it before. Like when I first started it, I mean, I wasn't the first. I know Cole Cabana was, I think, the pioneer in my opinion. I could be wrong on that, but I think it was cult. As far as guys that that, you know, been to the dance. Uh, I know Steve Austin was ahead of me. I know I know J.R. was ahead of me and Chris Jericho was ahead of me. I, I don't know if anybody else was. It could be, but then I came in. So it was early on I think it's too much I think the boom Has been going on For a couple of years It's not a new boom Um, Thank you for the question though What do we got here? STVGRZ 1024 Who monitors the foreign work In different languages To make sure They are following storyline Vince and Dunn In Cole's ear Okay he's talking about Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn He uh, This person He's talking about The foreign announcers Yeah that's a good question bro I gotta be honest All my years You know when I had I became friends with the Spanish announced team. They were great. I'd seen them at the studio on Wednesday nights at the time. Um, you know, Carlos and Hugo were doing it back then. Dude, I don't think there was anybody in their ear back then. I don't know about now. I can't speak for it. Um, and, and all these other cats from whatever country they're from, I don't think. I mean, I was jealous of the Spanish Announce team back then. I just tell those guys that. They had nobody in their ear. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, Okay, so you're asking about about uh, Cole and I'm sorry, you asked about Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn, if they're in Michael Cole's ear. Yes. Kevin Dunn, on um, SmackDown and Raw is in everybody, any announcer's ear, uh, play by play and color commentators. The reason is he's the man who's gonna count you to breaks and count you to graphics and count you to the TV show. He gets the announcers through the TV show. Every sports entity—they're doing a live football game, baseball game, hockey game—in the TV truck. There's an executive producer like Kevin Dunn who does the same exact thing. They count the play-by-play guys in and out of breaks. They let them know that's who is the the, the, the producer of the sh- of the show live broadcast. What Dunn does is no different than anybody else in mainstream sports in TV for decades upon decades. So that's a no-brainer. Okay, Vince. Different. He'll he'll feed you and come in with some creative stuff at times, and it's pretty well documented the stories about that. I'm not going to get through that, but at times Vince sometimes would get a little active in your ear too much, and I think some of that commentary has been outblown from, by many. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, we got the, la 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 la. Wolfgang dot Ah, Wolfie. Yeah, thank you, Taz, for all 700 episodes. Could you play the old learning tre- learning tree intro? One more time, or the audio clip when you spelled out Johnny Rods. Oh, I remember that on air. For me, this was the funniest moment of Taz Show history, dude. The Johnny Rods thing when that guy called up and he, he couldn't spell Rods or these R O D Z was fucking funny. That was real funny. Uh, three, two, one. Here we go, Brian. Boys and girls, pull up your stools. It is now time for Taz Tales. Ah yes, that's a beauty. Um, yeah, no, no, we we would do the uh, definitely. Uh, the the Johnny Rods thing was hilarious. That guy calling in was just funny, and the video team did a great job with graphics on there. It was just. It, those are the times I do miss for sure, but uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great moments for sure. Thanks, uh, Wolfie, appreciate it. Chin Winnie one, uh, when you were using the song "War Machine" from Kiss back in ECW, did you ever have any issues from the band? Uh, on hashtag on the way to one thousand shows, mm. and uh, why did you use the song? Okay, uh, no, I never had an issue from Kiss using "War Machine." I don't if if Paul Heyman did with ECW. It's unbeknownst to me, he never told me. There was a lot of music being used that we shouldn't be using back then. It's just the way it was. We were kind of, we were the real renegades. There was no bullshit, and that was Heyman's mindset. Um, while I used that song, it fit me perfect. It fit me perfect. I didn't want to use it, I was going to use something more of a hip hop thing. Shane Douglas, uh, the franchise, was a guy that that leaned me towards doing that, having that song. Um, uh, Joey Styles was in my ear talking to me, Taz. Maybe use this song. What's a song called uh, Some Time, uh, Time for Some Action? By a hip hop artist back then called Redman I almost used that song So I was going to use Stranglehold um, But I didn't use that Because I believe Kerry Von Erich Was using it so I didn't want to hack or copy No one so that's the story Behind "Wall Machine uh, Danger Trammel, hey Taz, love the podcast, and have you followed? And I followed your career since 2000. Did you ever uh, work? Uh, did you ever want to work uh, in New Japan? If so, with who? Thanks for all you do. Hashtag Overlock Uh Okay, so yes, I sir, I have worked for New Japan uh, years ago. Um, I did <laughs> so yeah so yeah worked for new japan um in the early 90s for several tours so but yeah great great place to work for great talent uh the whole thing the companies ran the right way so definitely uh was awesome guys listen i love doing this episode and we got more coming at you so uh episode 700 is in the can thank you everyone who jumped in With all the Taz Hall questions I very much Appreciate it I appreciate all the love and support for all this time All these shows And this is not a sign off I'm still rolling, I'm still going Meaning that this show's not going anywhere Kicking ass, taking names And thank you everyone who made this thing keep going As long as it's going I appreciate you Thanks. If you're not subscribed to my content, just do it. Don't cost you nothing. Hit the subscribe button. Spread the word of the show. I always tell you people that the success of the show is in you guys. All right, guys. I'm Taz. Thanks a lot. Hope you enjoyed 700. See you soon.
0: top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to